Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, I bow my knees this evening and I ask for your ministry to be made available for us this evening. You will guide us in all truth, just like Jesus said. I expect you to do that. We open our hearts, we open our minds, asking you, Lord, to guide us. Open your word to us. Let us hear your words, not mine. Cause a revolution in our hearts. Change us, transform us. In the name of Jesus. Amen and Amen. Verse 16. That he will grant you according to the riches of his glory. You know, that he should strengthen us with might according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might according to the riches of his glory. You know, and I told you that this might is Christ. I just want to show you some scriptures on that. Remember, everything we teach here, we must buttress it with two or three witnesses. And that is how doctrines are formed. So that might is talking about Christ. And the question is, what is Christ? It is Christ that is strengthening us with that might. It is Christ that is giving us that strength. It is Christ giving us strength from the inexhaustible well of his strength. So the question is, who or what is this Christ? I know you say, oh, it's Jesus. But Jesus is not Christ. Yes, we call Jesus, Jesus Christ, as if Christ is his surname. Christ is not the surname of Jesus. Christ is an endowment of Jesus. The word that was translated Christ is the Greek word Christos. Christos means anointed. That is why for us believers that have the Holy Spirit upon us, we are anointed. So you can say, Pastor, be Christ. Pastor, be anointed. Pastor Elijah, Christ. Pastor Elijah, anointed. That's what it means. So it is the anointed, the anointing, the person behind the anointing is the one strengthening us. The person behind the anointing is full of strength. In fact, the person behind anointing is strength personified. Another word or another name you can call this person behind the anointing is the almighty, which means all might, all strength. Now let's put it this way, that the almighty does not have strength. The Almighty does not have might. The Almighty is all might. The Almighty is all strength. 
Hallelujah. So back again. Who is this personality? We are talking about the Holy Ghost. This Christ is the Holy Ghost. He is the one that strengthens us with might. And he, we, he, was, he was identified here in verse 16. Through his spirit, through this Holy Ghost that resides in the inner man. The inner man of a man is talking about the soul and the spirit. Those two dimensions of man make up your inner man. But the Holy Ghost, we know, dwells in your spirit. So this, the Holy Ghost that resides in your human spirit can strengthen you with might if you ask him. He doesn't do it automatically, even though the Holy Spirit is the Almighty, is the power of God, is the Almight of God. The Almight of God dwells in you. Can you imagine that? The power that created this entire universe dwells in you. But how come you wake up at times and you feel powerless? How come you wake up at times and you are weak? It's because you've not activated it. It's because you've not asked the almighty that is in you to make himself manifest as might, as strength. And I taught you, I think last week, that one of the ways you can empower yourself with the might of God, apart from praying and asking for it, is by coming to God, showing, showcasing your vulnerability, then asking him to overshadow you with his strength. And there are several scriptures I'm going to show you that whenever you see also Christ, because as you go on now, you start seeing Paul start saying Christ should do this, Christ should do that. I wanted to lay that foundation that the Christ is talking about there is not Jesus. It's actually talking about the Holy Spirit. And one of the scriptures I'm going to show you on that is Ephesians. This Ephesians we are reading now. Chapter 6, verse 10. In chapter 10 of Ephesians, chapter 6, it says, finally, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Who is the Lord there? The Lord they're talking about Jesus. Who we, we know has been endued, anointed, has been Christos. So when you are strong in the Lord, who is Christ, the Bible says that the power of his might will be made available for you. So Christos is that Christ. He's the one at the anoint. Jesus himself said it in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. When he came out from that wilderness, full of power, full of fire, the Bible said that on Sabbath, he went into the synagogue as his custom was. And they brought out the scripture to read on that day. And incidentally, it was from Isaiah. And he read, the Bible says in Luke 4 verse 18, Jesus read that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. So this Christ is the baptism of the spirit, is the spirit upon that empowers is the spirit upon that energize, energizes. He said the spirit 
of the Lord is upon me because what? This spirit that is upon me has anointed me. This spirit upon me has Christos me. This spirit upon me has what? Christ me. So Jesus was just Jesus, the son of Joseph, for 30 years until he took those steps to the wilderness to Jordan and was baptized. And I was stepping out of the water after I had the water baptism that the spirit, like a dove, descended upon. That was a sign that Jesus received at the same time he was water baptized, received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Before Jordan, Jesus was just Jesus, the son of Joseph. After Jordan, he became Jesus Christ. He became Jesus Christ. And he was telling the people that cared to listen at the synagogue that day, that, hey, the Jesus, the son of Joseph that you've known for 30 years, has been transformed to Jesus Christ. And that's exactly what he read. It was the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy. And the Bible said after this, they got so mad with him that they wanted to go and push him down the cliff to kill him. <laughs> to kill him. Why? How can you say that? <laughs> How can you say that? But that's exactly what happened. When Christ comes on you, you are empowered to do what? To preach the gospel to the poor. To, to heal the sick. To heal the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. Hallelujah. This is what Christ on you can do. If as a Christian, you are not doing this. You lay hands on the sick, they are not recovering. You, you command demons to come out from those that are oppressed of demons, they're not coming out. You need to do something. You need to go back to Ephesians chapter 3, 4, verse 16. And pray to be strengthened with might. It is the manifested might of the Holy Spirit that's already on you and in you that does the work. But you need to pray to activate it. That's why for these 10 days, we've been praying for the activation of that might. We've been praying for the baptism of fire. The baptism of fire is the activation of the might of the Holy Spirit that is already upon us. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it is the Christ, it is the Spirit of Jesus Christ that strengthens us. That strengthens us. So let's go to verse 17. Verse 17 that says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. So it is faith that makes Christ manifest. It is faith that makes the strength of the Holy Spirit available for us that Christ that this anointing that this power that this strength may dwell 
in our hearts through faith. Remember what I told you, the Holy Spirit of might already dwells in our human spirit. Now, Paul says, this prayer you're praying, pray that this Christ may dwell in your heart. He's already, he's writing to the church, meaning he's writing to the believers. That means the Holy Ghost is already on their inside. But he's not asking them, pray another prayer, that the might, that the Christ of this spirit, that the power, that the strength of this spirit, that the anointing of this spirit may leave the spirit and enter your heart. What is your heart? Your heart is made up of your soul and your conscience. When we looked at chapter 2 last year, I taught it. It's made up of your soul and your conscience. So your heart, the heart of man, comprises his, his mind, his reason, his emotions, his conscience. Now that conscience is the part of your spirit that also resides in your soul. Hallelujah. So your heart is your soul plus that portion of your spirit, your conscience. So you can say that your heart is the bulk, it's mainly made up of your soul. So it's asking that this might from your spirit should enter your soul. And that's where, as believers, we have a lot of problem. Every believer has the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, like I said, is the Almighty. And I said that if the Almighty lives in you, nothing truly should be impossible to you. But alas, a lot of things are impossible to Christians today. Why? The problem is our soul. We believe it in our head but the revelation has not entered our hearts. We have had knowledge that the Holy Spirit lives in us. We have had knowledge that the Almighty lives in us. But somehow in our hearts, we don't really know it as true. And that's where the problem is. And until we know it in our hearts, we will not see its fruits. We will not enjoy its fruits. We will not see the results that the power of God brings. And this is why we should pray this prayer. That this threatening of our spirits and, and ourselves is one. Number two, we should make this prayer that this power should really, really, really dwell in our minds. When it dwells in our minds, you start saying that you start using your will to exercise your faith. You start using your will to appropriate by faith this power that is already in you. And how 
do you allow Christ to dwell in your heart by faith? And this is where I'm going to introduce today. And we'll continue it on next week.